Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you paid my ransom. My ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you don't have your Bible with you, most of these verses will be on the screen. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says, Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Verse 22 is short in words, but Big on impact, abstain from all appearance of evil. I want to preach to you this morning a sermon titled, What About Halloween? Pray with me. God, thank you for allowing us to be here today. God, I pray now that you'd strengthen my mind and my body, anoint my mouth to say the things you'd have me to say. God, I pray that you'd be glorified today in this place, and I ask that you'd teach us from your spirit by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I even start with this message, I, I want to say that this is by far the least favorite sermon I ever preach. Every time I've ever preached this sermon, I, I, I've gotten people harassing me on emails, leaving voicemails, and feel free. But if I don't call you back, you know why? Um, People leave the church. It always causes, um, you know, attacks on my mind and my body uh, to, to even preach this. Some messages I love to preach. There are certain times of the year, like, you know, whatever Sunday's closest to July 15th, I'm always going to preach about when I got saved from a sermon titled, I Haven't Always Been Like This. My favorite message of the whole year, every year, is when I preach on Palm Sunday. And then, of course, I love to talk about Easter uh, and Christmas, but this is not a message I enjoy preaching, not only from uh, a personal standpoint, but from the amount of uh, kickback I get from people. But here's what the scripture has commanded me to do. The scripture has commanded me uh, to preach the word and to instruct and correct. The Bible says to reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long suffering. And so i, I I, I know God wanted me to uh, talk to you about this today. I'm going to share some things with you, and we're going to see what the Bible has to say about this subject. Here's, I'm going to throw some facts at you. I do more reading in this message than any other message I ever do because I want you to have the information. Say information. Now, I've heard my whole life people say that knowledge is power. And that sounds real good, and then people love to talk about, we need to speak truth to power. Uh, well, what truth are you speaking, and who is the power? Uh, but information is important. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, so I'm going to throw stats at you. I'm going to throw information at you. We're going to talk about the Bible, and we're going to get out of here. Now, he, here's something uh, that uh, the CDC put out, because, you know, they're concerned with super spreader events, they're concerned with, are you going to have four people over in your house for um, Thanksgiving? They're concerned with, uh, are, are you allowed to go in a restaurant without a mask on? They're concerned with, can you go to a gym in certain states 
uh, without a vaccination card. They're concerned with putting passports out so we can't even travel freely in America uh, without a vaccination card. They, they say that they're concerned with all these things. They were, uh, they've shut churches down across the country. They just had a Canadian pastor rearrested again this past month for refusing to stop having church because we are still in a pandemic. Do you know that? Uh, we, we're still having coronavirus issues, deaths, sicknesses. Um, we, we're, we're still having places upticking in all this. But in spite of all of those things, the, the United States government, the CDC, said that over 65% of Americans are planning to celebrate Halloween, which is compared to 58% last year. And get this about last year. Last year they outlawed it. Last year, they threatened fines uh, to anybody congregating. Last year, they said, if we catch you at home having children at your front door, breathing on them and handing them your diseased candy, we're going to fine you. But still, 58% of Americans still celebrate. Listen, they didn't go to church. See what is my least favorite sermon? They, they didn't go to church. They, they stayed away from restaurants, movie theaters were closed down. But when it came time to do Halloween, oh, buddy, they jumped right in it and did it. But this year, the National Retail Federation has already estimated, based on numbers that have come in to date, that this will be the largest spending in American history on Halloween, eclipsing 10 million. Billion dollars, billion with a B, 10 billion. I thought Americans were broke. I mean, I don't see what anybody in this room gives because I choose not to look at it. But I do see the report on the, uh, on the uh, income statement, and I see that giving is down not only in our church but across the nation. Attendance is down not only in our church but across the world. Yet and still, we're going to, Americans are going to spend over $10 billion. Do you know? Here's the crazy thing. Anytime, I, and I see this all the time, let America go out and, and, and give the military a raise, and, and you'll have half America come up and say, oh, we don't need more military in this country. Just think what all that money could do for poor people. Well, I'm pretty sure... $10 billion could help a lot of people. I mean, they are, they're going to talk about People got so excited about a little bit of stimulus check. Man, they, you ought to stimulate yourself and not spend that Halloween money. You get your own check back. Well, I can't do that, Rev, because, you know, I like to decorate. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Uh, did, did, there it is, USA Today. This article is from September 22nd. Just over a week ago, that Americans are going to spend a wreck. I'm not making this up. And they took that fact. Uh, I, I, I got the whole article from the National Federation of Retail, National Retail Federation, $10.14 billion on candy, decorations, and pet costumes. And here's the thing. I've had parents argue me into the ground uh, about how they... I, I shouldn't rain on their parade, and it's their favorite holiday, and the kids just love it. These are the same parents that told me as their kids were growing up in this church, don't give them the red Skittles, Pastor, because, you know, my kids don't need all that candy. 
You're going to go out begging strangers for candy? Think about the, the insanity of this. As you go out this year to do that, I want you to understand, you've been hiding uh, it, it, from coronavirus for almost two years now, but you're going to send your children out to take, well, we only go to people's house that we know. Really? How well do you know them? Mm. Most parents don't want their kids eating six pounds of candy much less taking candy from strangers, much less going. Do you realize in a country where it has been proven that people have poisoned candy to give to little children, that we still send little children out to get candy, do you realize there's evil at work? Mm, see, see why I don't like this message? I told you, the National Retail Federation uh, is expecting a record year, $10.14 billion spent. That's up over $2 billion. It's amazing. Last year, in the, in the pandemic, when they outlawed Halloween, Americans still spent $8 billion. It, it, if you think that there is not a strategy behind this, then I, I, I came today to show you what God's Word says about it. Once I get through these facts, we're going to jump into the Scripture. Here, here's some more facts from the National Retail Federation. The average consumer this year will spend, one, they've got it down to the penny, $102.74 on costumes, candy, decoration, and greeting cards. Do you know that Halloween is the second busiest greeting card time of the year? And Nancy's like, what, what? Yeah, who gives a Halloween card? Oh, I do, Pastor Scott. It's my fa I know you already told me it's your favorite holiday. A hundred and two dollars and say, when, when's the last time you think the average person, now just think with me, when's the last time the average person just added an extra hundred and two dollars and seventy four cents to their retirement account? When's the last time you think the average American just sent an extra one hundred and two dollars and seventy four cents above the minimum payment on their credit card? Now here's the, here's the reality. I'll give you some Dave Ramsey. Uh, stats that he took from uh, the, the government. If you have $7,000 or more on credit card debt and you send in the minimum payment monthly, anybody know how long it'll take you to pay that $7,000 off paying the minimum every month? 48 years. 48 years. Go and, keep spend, go and keep sending that $37 a month. Oh, no, Pastor, mine's $118. Well, go ahead and keep sending that. But honestly, when, when, you don't even have to think about everybody else in the room. If you have a credit card, when's the last time you sent an extra $102.70? Well, Pastor, I don't have extra $102.74 to be sending to my credit card, but you're going to find it for Halloween because this is a national average. So we're all part of that number. And I'm going to tell you something. I can't think of a bigger waste of money to, to spend. And listen, you can look at me and tell I like to eat and I like candy. But I never in my life went out and spent $102 on candy. Uh, and, and I don't play dress up because I'm grown. So <laughs> 102 uh, I'm on the opposite side of this. Do you know to stay in the average? Let, I, let me just talk to my Halloween lovers, money spenders, candy grabbers, and, 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 and uh, you know, witch costume lovers. Uh, right now, just to stay in the average, you have to spend $205.48. Is that right? 
have, you got to spend 205, 48, just because I'm going to spend nothing. Are you following me? So that's out there. I'm just blown back. Oh, man. I wasn't going to do it. I told Seth, we're driving through the neighborhood a week and a half, two weeks ago, middle of September. Somebody's already got all their little blow-up lawn decorations out there. I'm like, this was before September 21st. Uh, it ain't even fall yet. You throw, you got, you got a, 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 a ghost and a blow-up pumpkin in your yard? What am I telling? People love this. High. Well, it's just fun. Yeah, I have. I've had friends tell me that cocaine's just fun. You ask the right person, they'll tell you crack is fun. You ask a person that ain't, you know, hugging the toilet uh, yet because it's, it's only 1 o'clock in the morning and that action comes at 3.30, uh, they'll tell you getting drunk is fun. But it's not anything Christians ought to be participating in. Let me keep going. Get, uh, get us out of here and we'll all be done with this message. Over half adults in this country are planning on wearing a costume for Halloween. Let me say something to you. We got bigger issues in American grown folk playing dress up. Half Americans aren't going to pray for our president this whole year, but they're going to dress up and spend over $100 on Halloween. Half Americans aren't, aren't going to pray for our nation or our schools do you realize that there used to be a time when the American school system meant something and was only laughed at by a handful of nations, but we are falling further and further academically um, in, the, in the international academic scale than ever before? Sixteen high schools in Baltimore did not have one senior who was proficient in reading or math last year. Not one! Sixteen high schools, not one human being in any of those schools scored proficiency in reading, not and math, or math. This is insane. And you think, well, that's, that's why we live down here, and that's why I send my kids to these fantastic Duval County schools. Oh, not me, Reverend. I care about my children. I moved them out to Clay County. We, we do that at Clay County schools. Oh, well, you know, I'm looking at a house in, in uh, St. John's County. Uh, yeah. You know why people are looking at a house in St. John's County? Because 15 years ago, uh, the majority of Duval schools were failing, so everybody moved to Orange Park. And then now that Orange Park has all these C and D schools, everybody's moving to St. John. Guess what's going to happen without the Lord's intervention to St. John's County in another 10 years? Mm. It's called urban sprawl. Look it up. We have bigger issues to face than playing dress up and wasting money on candy. But, but here, here's the numbers. I hope, here we go. The, 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 this is from the National... Uh, Retail Federation, this is hard statistics. This isn't preacher imagination. The number one costume for adults, shocker, witches. Not just the number one. 4.6 million people will dress up as witches this year. And here's the crazy thing because America's so confused. 
The whole world must be laughing at us. American, we, we, we got a large percentage of Americans that think that you can change from day to day whether you're a man or a woman. What do you think other countries think about Americans with 56, 72, 130 genders? Listen, not all these witches will be women. Men dressing up in drag as witches. And I don't even have time to get into that message. 4.6 million top costumes for adults. Witches. That's not just a large number. That's more than the three, uh, the second, third, and fourth place finishers combined. Number two, shocker, vampires. Well, Pastor, you know, it's a good Christian holiday when uh, a bunch of adults dress up as witches and vampires. Have you, are you really convinced in your mind of that? Vampire. Number three, ghosts. Okay, so we got witches, vampires, and ghosts as the top. I didn't make this up. I pulled this right off the website for the National Retail Federation. And, and here's the thing. Over 60% of Americans have already bought their costume because they didn't want to, sell, they didn't want to miss it on a sellout. They, they, they want to make sure they could get their witch outfit before, you know, their neighbor and their, their gay uh, the, the, the gay uh, friend got, got his witch costume. Witches, vampires, ghosts. Now I don't know why they throw cats in there. But I'm not a cat person, so, you know, figure that out. Anybody know why they, why they dress up as cats? Why, why would a bunch of people repping witches, vampires, and ghosts dress up as cats? Black cat. Because if you're a cat lover, I think it's foolish. But cats, I, I, don't, I don't think cats, a cat in and of itself has anything to do with the occult. But, you know, the occult tries to, you know, uh, take, take black cats for their own. And then lastly, pirates. Here's a little study on pirates for y'all, all you pirate lovers. Especially if you're a Pittsburgh pirate. Because <laughs> y'all gave my Atlanta Braves grief in the day. Not anymore. We just wrapped up our fourth division title in a row. But pirates, I want you to, I want you to don't do it today. Some of y'all going to look it up on your phone. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pray God crush your finances if you waste time looking that up on your phone during church. <laughs> pirates at a rate of over 75% were gay. They were the first men in mass that wore makeup and earrings and they sailed around the world having sex with each other. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for he. You can Google it. How wild is that? We turned the name of a company into a verb. Google it. We didn't have that when I was a kid. We had to pretend like we were at the library reading books. I told y'all, my, 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 my brilliant-minded sister came up with that. She said, let's ride around and get drunk and get high. We'll tell Mom we were at the library on 103rd Street. <laughs> Anybody else ever use the library as an excuse? I knew I had somebody. Mr. Douglas, your daddy was a pastor. <laughs> Stay away from my children. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A little. <laughs> you think I'm out on a limb here 
saying that it's wrong for Christian adults to dress up as witches, vampires, ghosts. I don't get the cat thing, but pirates. Listen to what the Bible says in Ephesians 5.11. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. That word reprove, now listen, this is a quick look. This is, this is not the best look. If you want to look up a word in the Bible, if you really want to get deep in Bible study, you have to get into the words of the Bible. And you have to look these words up in a, uh, a New Testament Greek, primarily Old Testament Hebrew. If you look up that word reprove, the best way to do it is go, uh, go on blueletterbible.org. It'll give you the original writings. You can click on it. It's all point and click. And it'll tell you exactly, it'll give you a long definition of each word. But if you just in a hurry and you right click on that word reprove and, and look at the synonyms for that word, it gives you the modern day uh, equivalent of that word, not the original day equivalent. The original is better, but the, the, the right click on the word reprove uh, gives a good definition. It means to scold them or to accuse them of wrong. Now, get this in your mind. The Bible's already promised if you rebuke, very similar word, or if you correct, very similar concept, a fool, they will hate you. But if you correct a wise person, they will love you. Uh, you, you, you instruct a fool, they hate you, and they continue in their folly. You instruct a wise person, they love you, and they grow in wisdom. We have been commanded to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. <laughs> How many of y'all know kids get robbed every, in every neighborhood every year of their little candy bags on Halloween? Anybody aware of that? We had, we had some people up the street from us a couple years ago. Didn't just get robbed. Got sucker punched, face split open, and robbed. Now, that's rough. You little kid out there thinking, I'm just going to go get me some candy uh, because mama loses her mind on Halloween and, and re refuses candy all year long, but lets me eat candy till I vomit on Halloween. Ain't going to go out there and get a full bag of candy and then get his little face split open, come home empty-handed, crying, and blood on his ghostly costume. But Americans love it. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.21. This is our opening text. Prove all things. Semicolon. I'm going to tell you all the time, pay attention to the punctuation when you read the Bible. It'll perfect your understanding. Take it in bite-sized pieces. Don't just gloss read over it. Slow it down. Get it, on the, get it down on the inside so you can understand it. The Bible says with all you're getting, get understanding. Prove all things. You've got to test these things. You've got to test things to make sure whether it's right or wrong. It says, hold fast to that which is good. Now, here's the deal. If you disagree with me, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you just to write down, you know, you can do it on a post-it note. You can do it on toilet paper. I don't care. Write it on, 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 a, on a piece of torn up paper. Write down a couple of thoughts on how you feel like dressing up like witches and vampires and ghosts is a good thing. And why you want to hold on to, well, it's my tradition. Okay, well, there, there are people who came into Christ whose tradition was racism. 
But let me tell you this for sure. If you get truly saved, you're going to find out God wants to grow you out of your tradition. Well, I was ra- I, my family always made a big, listen, that's things my family made a big deal out of. When I was growing up, I had to rebuke, resist, and change from. Christianity is about growth, and we need to learn how to obey the Scripture. The very next verse, and, 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 and this right here should say all that you needed to say, abstain from all appearance of evil. You got little five-year-olds, little five-year-old girls dressed up as witches or vampires with fake blood coming out of their mouth. You know what a heart attack that'd give to average mother if her little five-year-old daughter walked in with blood streaming down her face like that, but they'll dress them up on Halloween and put fake blood on them. Ghosts, witches, vampires. Man, if you can't see the appearance of evil in that, There's medicine for you, and there's Jesus for you, too. Let me give you some of this reading so we can go. The term Halloween and its older spelling, Halloween, is shortened from All Hallow Even. It's the evening before All Hallows Day, or also known as All Saints Day. The Christian church wanted to throw a day up there to memorialize uh, saints, people they, they venerated, and so... I told y'all many times, God is a creator, the devil's an imitator. And so the devil put his own holiday together, uh, jumped in front, got to the front of the line, and the day before All Saints Day is named All Hallows' Eve. Um, the, The holiday was originally started as a religious festival in northern European pagan traditions until the Pope, here we go, The Pope is good at this all through century. Popes have taken evil, satanic celebrations and threw a little Christian twist on it uh, to generate money um, and and to uh, please the people. Pope Gregory III moved the Christian Feast of All Saints Day to November 1st to give Halloween a Christian interpretation. Uh, Y'all heard me talk about keeping your children away from Ray Ray Pookie and them. Now, if you got a cousin named Ray Ray, I want you to figure out why they call him Ray Ray and not Ray. All right? That's, that's, that's your first assignment. If you got a cousin named Pookie, I want you to pray for him and put some money in his commissary because he's in jail or going to jail. Do you even know where the name Pookie comes from? Well, Pookie is part of uh, the Halloween tradition. In many parts of Ireland, they, they call Halloween Pookie Night. Uh, because it was originally named after the mischievous spirit, Pookie. Well, my cousin named Pookie, and he's all right. Well, your cousin should go by William and not Pookie, even if his name's Thomas. (laughs) The Bible says laughter does the heart good like a medicine. Y'all stare with me with all that hate that you want to. I'm going to just read some more facts before we go. Halloween has always been associated with the occult. Many European cultural traditions hold that Halloween is one of the mystical times of the year when the spirit world can make contact with the physical world and when magic is most potent. Um, One of my favorite cities to go to in in the whole world is Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina, a beautiful city, uh, but that's not why I go there. Well, that's part of why I go there. But I just also love to see the weirdness of it. Uh, 
Here's some weird cities. If you want to know where all the weird cities are in America, I'm going to tell you. Number one, Asheville, North Carolina. It, it is the, the most occult-driven city in the country. Uh, number two, uh, NOLA. You go to New Orleans, you're going to see more wild, crazy stuff than you can shake a stick at. Number three, Nashville, Tennessee. You're talking about just strange people walking up and down the street, but none of them can rival Asheville. If you, walk, if you go to Asheville, North Carolina, you'll see thousands of people walking up and down the sidewalk. The number one highest population of white men wearing dreadlocks. Asheville, North Carolina. They're, they're, they're everywhere, up and down on the sidewalk. And the reason why they wear dreadlocks is because it's unfavorable in Asheville to bathe. And over 40% of people walk around, this is off Nashville's uh, news, over 40% of Nashville residents feel comfortable walking around in their pajamas more than daytime clothes. So you can just see a bunch of people walking around with hair down, down, down their back that hadn't been washed in three years, but neither is the rest of their body, but it's just a different kind of place. Number one occult city in America and, and here's the thing. In Asheville, they built this big, giant, it's called an obelisk. It's, it's a giant uh, pencil sticking straight up into there. This concrete thing goes up like 40, 50 feet in the air. You can see it from all over Asheville. It's right in the middle of downtown. And I have been there on Halloween. And people from all over the world come to Asheville, North Carolina on Halloween. You were young, Seth. I don't even know if you remember seeing all those witches and preachers arguing with each other. They got preachers on one side of the street with Bibles. They got all these devil worshipers on the other side of the street chanting uh, made-up languages into the sky because they believe, the occult around the world believes that this obelisk is the center of opening that as it points to the sky, it channels an opening into the spirit realm where on Halloween you can interact with uh, the, the, the supernatural world to the natural world. I'm not making any of this up. You can, you can look all this up. But if you can find the largest gathering of witches uh, in anywhere in the country. And, and I don't recommend it. I didn't go there to see it. I was just there for something else. Um, and we stumbled into downtown Asheville and knew we came into a train wreck. But the reality is too many Christians don't take the occult seriously. I've told y'all before um, about the phone call I got years ago from a man named Jess LeVay. Now, the name Jess LeVay, it, it, it sends shivers down my spine when the guy told me who he was. His father is Anton LeVay. If you don't know who Anton LaVey is, Anton LaVey is the man who wrote the Satanic Bible in 1969 that continues to be one of the best-selling books in the world. Uh, if, if you don't, if, if you, you probably haven't seen Anton LaVey uh, uh, in, in, in pictures that you know of, but if you've ever seen an image of the inside cover of the rock group, the Eagles, their double live, uh, out there, uh, live double album, Hotel California on the inside corner has a man standing in a grim reaper suit on a banister, and that was their ever-present traveling teacher, Anton LaVey. Oh, I just love the Eagles. They sing love songs. They sing love songs. I don't know how many of them, the, the writer of the Satanic Bible, helped them 
to write, but his son gave me a call. I, I picked up the phone at the church. This man called me on the church phone, introduced himself as Jess LeVay, the son of the satanic priest Anton LeVay. I, I started to hang up. Originally, I thought it was a, a hoax until he kept calling me back. Uh, one, one of his daughters that he had fathered all across the country, now he says he's a Christian and that his daddy's hunting him, uh, is, 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 or his daddy's people are hunting him to kill him. They got a, a woman trying to get out of the occult in Jacksonville, and I'm always leery when people say, God told me to call you. He gave you my number? <laughs> he legit gave you my name and my phone number. I mean, did he write it on a wall? Put it in a cloud? You see it in a stop sign? That's his story. God told him to call me um, because we were uh, the people that could get his daughter safe uh, and keep her safe from the onslaught of these Satanists that were coming to kill her. I said, cool, man. Uh, well, why, why don't you send her? Uh, we're, we're right there on the corner of Lim Turner and, and, and Dunn Avenue. And we're open 24 hours a day and, and, and just drop her off right, right there. Uh, on, on, on Avenue B, well, we got a location on Avenue B, location on Florida Avenue. We got one on uh, Lenoid, funniest name in all Jacksonville streets. It's spelled Leonid, but Northsiders, they don't read well. They pronounce it Lenoid. I gave him 42 fake, no, I didn't give him a fake address. But I thank God she never showed up. But here's the reality. This is not just something made up for television. Some of y'all love horror movies. Do you know why? You've been enticed. Uh, you love uh, haunted house. You just love to be scared. One of the busiest nights at Universal Studios, the haunted Halloween night. Pe Halloween horror. People love to come out that to be scared. I tell you what, if you walked around a corner and Elder Jimmy jumped out and yelled, you would, the first reaction you would have is to do what? Punch him. Scare me like that? What's wrong with you crazy church man? Give me a heart attack in this place. Why your hair fell out, you evil. People paying millions of dollars to be scared. That's not natural. You've been enticed. Too many Christians don't take this stuff seriously, but I promise you, it's serious. Listen to what the Bible says in James 1.27. Pure religion and undefiled before God the Father is this comma okay now that's cause for pause because what's about to happen is a biblical definition of what pure religion in God's eyes is to visit the father and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world you really want to have the type of life God wants you to have you you you, you need to take care of hurting people and you need to keep yourself unspotted from the world there's no greater stain uh, in a compressed period of time in this country's history than what we're about to experience at the end of this month. 3 John 1.11 says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil. Comma. you got to stop and think about it. Beloved, this is talking to Christians. Do not imitate what is evil. Well, it's fun to dress up like a witch. Are witches evil? Oh, no, they're good. I like white witches. They only cast good spells against Christ. Come on, y'all. Wake up. Don't imitate what is evil. 
But what is good? He that does good is of God, but he that does evil has not seen God. Ezekiel 22, 6, even the priests lead people in the wrong direction. God was talking about the church's priests. He said, her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. You got Christian, supposedly churches that have, and I've, I've talked to some of these pastors. They say it's their biggest night of the year. Their trunk or treat parties where they have everybody come out dressed up. Listen, God has promised. Read Ezekiel 22. God has promised to put a curse on anyone who does not draw a line of difference between what's right and what's wrong. Too many Christians straddling the line, living that Adam's family life. They do what they want to do, say what they want to say, dance how they want to dance, play how they want to play. Leviticus 10.10, God said, and that you may put a difference between holy and unholy, between clean and unclean. There are plagues and curses assigned to you by God if you don't put a difference between what's clean and what's unclean. And if you really think dressing up like a witch on the most satanic night of the year is clean and holy, no amount of speaking can, can help you. Hosea 4, 6 said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Spending $10 billion on one day for candy and costumes it's destructive to our economy. It's destructive to the moral fabric of our nation. And hear me good, it is a wholly Americanized thing. Christians in other countries don't, don't play like this. Christian, there's a lot of people bashing Haitians right now. Listen, uh, some of the greatest Christians I've ever met are Haitians. Don't, don't think that it's because somebody doesn't come from the country you come. Listen, there are Christians all over this world. And I can tell you this, Haitian Christians don't play with Halloween. You know why? Because there's voodoo on their island and they know what it looks like. Talk to a Haitian Christian. They don't play with Halloween because they know how to stay away from the occult. Because they were raised surrounded by it. Talk to a Jamaican Christian. This whole issue is an Americanized deal. They don't play with Halloween. Why? Because there's evil on their island, and they've been taught to stay away from it. That's why, listen, for, for the most part, um, I, I don't let anybody that, that knows me cook for me. I don't go to people's houses to, to eat their food for the most part. I make exceptions for a few people that I've vetted and trusted. <laughs> so, well, Pastor, what's wrong with that? You, you, you know why I, I, I'm leery about people's food that didn't come out of a McDonald's drive-thru? Number, number one way in voodoo that they put a curse on you, you want to guess how? Food. They put roots on it. Attached to you. Listen. You better wake up and understand there's good and there's bad out there. And God, God has promised that he will put a curse on you if you choose not to put a difference between the holy and the unholy. 
And we are living in a time where people are definitely destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you think dressing up like witches, oh, no, I dress my children up like Moses and the apostle Paul. Oh, so you, you're not really putting a difference between evil and, uh, and clean. You're just throwing your own twist on it to justify it in your mind. I told y'all my least favorite message of the year. The Bible says men love darkness more than light because their deeds are evil. I'm going to tell you one more time before I get out of here. The Bible says you correct a foolish person, they'll hate you. But I've got to do what God called me to do, and the truth's the truth anyhow. Listen to what the Scripture says in 2 John 1.10. If anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite that person into your home or give any kind of encouragement. Anyone who encourages such people become a partaker in their evil work. Now let me ask you something. You don't have to have a college degree. You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to understand the original Hebrew and Greek. When you read anyone who encourages people... Such people become a partner in their evil work. When these children show up at your house dressed up like vampires, witches, ghosts, goblins, ghouls, and devils, and you greet the door and you smile at them and tell them how awesome they are and you fill their little bag up with candy, do you think they're encouraged? I don't participate. Oh, Lord, Pastor, they're going to egg. I'd rather have to clean egg off my house than to violate scripture. I'd rather have to be the most hated person in my whole community. Oh, and they do. Go ahead, leave your lights off and don't answer the, listen, you walk up to my door and every light in my house is off and you're banging on my door for some candy, you're the definition of evil. But I don't participate in it. I'll give you some more facts. I'm going to read these so you hear it straight from the source. Halloween is not a religious, Halloween is a religious day, but not a Christian day, according to Tom Sanguinette, former high priest in the Celtic tradition of Wicca. You know one of the fastest growing religions in America is Wicca? Wicca is witchcraft, and it's growing at a faster rate than Christianity in America. Uh, the modern holiday, it goes on to say, the modern holiday we call Halloween has its origins in the full moon closest to November 1st, which is the witch's new year. It's a time when spirits are supposed to be at their peak power revisiting the earth. He went on to say, Halloween is purely and absolutely evil, and there's nothing we ever have or will do that can make it acceptable to the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. Ain't no trunk or treat parties, ain't no Christian spin on it. The Bible, the Bible says not to imitate the world. But to come out among, come out from among them and be separate. You might be thinking, what is all this talking about, man? I'm just talking about having some fun and letting my kids eat nine pounds of candy. Let me, let me, let me give you more history on it. The origin of Halloween comes from the uh, Celtic festival of Samhain, which is the lord of death and evil spirits. 2,000 years before Christ was born on this earth. Druids in Britain, Ireland, Scotland, France, Germany, and other Celtic countries observed the end of the summer by making sacrifices to the Lord of Death. Animal and human sacrifices to the Lord of Death. They believed uh, that November 1st was the day of death because the leaves were falling and it was getting darker sooner, and temperatures were dropping. So they believed that Muk'ala, uh, their sun god, was losing strength, 
and Sawain, their death god, was overpowering him. And that's why things were dying around them, like the grass and the leaves on the trees. The further they believed that October 31st was when the Lord of Death assembled the, all spirits of those who had died during the previous years. They had been confined to inhabit animals' bodies for the past year as punishment for the evil deeds. They were allowed to return to their former home to visit the living on October 31st, which was the feast of the Death Lord. Druid priests led the people in diabolical worship ceremonies in which horses, cats, sheep, oxen, and human beings were rounded up, stuffed into wicker cages, set on fire, and burned to death. They were all commanded to do this as an offering to Sawain, the Lord of Death, and they did it to keep the spirits from harming them. They believed that they participated in this, it would ward off the evil spirits and appease them so that they would suffer no harm. Halloween's always been about a celebration of death, which, which brings me to my next point. How do you think these sacrifices were obtained? You think the priest just had them all at his house? No, they went from house to house, from farm to farm, and told people, give us an animal or give us a person to offer to the death lord or we will do you harm. Give to us or we'll do you harm. Give us something or we'll do... Do, 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 you, do you know the, the three words that, that we, we commonly use for that expression today? Trick or treat. Give me something or we're going to egg your house. Give me something or we're going to do you wrong. Trick or treat has its origins in Sawain, the death lord, and human and animal sacrifices. Listen, I'm reading this right out of uh, the, the uh, occult di dictionary that Tom Sanguinette wrote. Those who gave were promised prosperity, and those who refused were cursed and threatened. In addition, it was likely that all the wandering spirits would get hungry, so if you set out a treat for them, they would not trick or curse you. Where we get trick or treat, it's a reenactment of druid practices. The candy has replaced the human sacrifices of old, but it's still an appeasement of those deceptive evil spirits. The traditional response to those who do not treat is to have a trick played on them. When you give out Halloween candy, you are mimicking the provision of a sacrifice to a false god, and you're participating in idolatry, says former high priest of Wicca, Tom Sanguinette. Well, I don't look at it that way. Yeah, that's what child molesters say. They don't think that it's evil. You know, one of the largest uh, organizations in America, oh, America just lost its way. They don't, they don't have this going on like this on this level in other countries. Now, I'm, 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 I'm going to let somebody out themselves, but I'm, I'm going to say this ain't because you participate in it. You're just well-read. Somebody tell us what NAMBLA is. Rick was kind of quick on that. Where's Charity? I'm going to say this because he's well-read, not because he's a card-carrying member. National Association for Man-Boy Love. They have chapters in every state in America. They have large gatherings, and here's what they say. Well, you don't even have to, you don't even have to look to Nambla. You can, you can Google Michael Jackson, what Michael Jackson said 
about man-boy love. There's nothing more natural than sharing my bed with a young boy and the love that you get from the hugs and the caress. So you're telling me, well, Pastor, Halloween's just fun, and it's just, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. The, the, them freaks at Nambla will tell you the same thing when they're molesting your son. Just because you think it's fun and happy doesn't mean it's holy because God's already commanded us to stay away from it. If you're not mad enough to quit the church now, what about the jack-o'-lantern? I just love a pumpkin. Yeah, that gooey mess, you just got to get that all over your hands. But anyway, what about the jack-o'-lantern, Pastor? In the, book of the, uh, in, in, in the occult book titled Conceit, on page 190, it says, and I'm quoting, the candlelit pumpkin or carved skull served as a signal, because they put a light in it, to mark those farms and homes that were sympathetic to Satanists and deserving of mercy when the night of terror began. The, the World Book Encyclopedia says that the apparently harmless lighted pumpkin face of the jack-o'-lantern is an ancient symbol of the damned soul. If you read in the Satanic Bible, you will hear it talked about where uh, the Lord of Death cursed this farmer named Jack of the Lantern. And after he died, he would not give him rest and he condemned him to carry a lantern across the world for eternity looking for peace, but he'd find none. Jack of the lantern. Why do you think they make those faces look so... Oh, no, Pastor, I put a smile on my face. And Nambla puts a smile on their national commercials. Well, what about costumes? Same thing. Started 2,000 years before Christ, over 2,000 years before Christ, with the festival for the Lord of Death. People and animals were screeching in agony while being burned to death in these wicker cages. So other people would dress up with animal heads on them and animal skins on them to look like they were part of the Satan priests so that they wouldn't catch any drama. I know I got some Walking Dead fans in the room. Uh, that, that TV show, The Walking Dead, where the zombies come to get you. Uh, the, the way that they, anybody know the way that they blend in with the zombies so where the zombies leave human beings alone? They do what? They cover themselves in guts. So, so they'll look like zombies and so they'll blend in and the zombies won't do them any harm. This is why people wore costumes on the, on, the, on the devil's night. So they looked like they were part of the wrong crowd so that they wouldn't get messed with. And they would dance and chant and jump through flames with the Satanists to ward off evil spirits. And they would dress up dead spirits so they'd blend in and not be attacked. If you don't get it, it's so obvious that Halloween is rooted in the worst kind of pagan rituals and devil worship. The Bible tells the Christians in Ephesians 5.11 to have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Halloween has been diluted for sure. It's been made to look like a fun night for kids and family. But there's obviously nothing Christ-honoring about the day. It's a pagan sacrifice, and the Bible warns Christians in 1 Corinthians 10.20, listen to this, I'm almost done. 
the things which Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to gods, and I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. When you, it was talking about Gentiles, they had all these multiple gods. If you read 1 Corinthians 10, here's, here's the context. They were, uh, the scripture was talking about offerings given to gods other than Jehovah. They thought they were other gods. And the Apostle Paul told them under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, no, those things that they're sacrificing, there is no such thing as another god. The word idol means no god. It's not a god. It, 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 it's, it's false. And he said the things that they sacrifice, they think they're sacrificing them to these false gods when they're really sacrificing them to the devil. They don't know it. Well, I, it's, I'm not sacrificing it to the devil. If God says you're sacrificing it to the devil, you're sacrificing it to the devil. The scripture says, I would not that you have fellowship with devils. The Christian pastor, Dr. John MacArthur, is on record saying this, I quote, Dressing up like witches, ghosts, and goblins is completely incompatible with the Christian way of life. Not only that, the CDC says more children are killed in car wrecks on Halloween than any other night of the year. Emergency rooms across the country report that there are more children brought to the emergency room on Halloween than any other night of the year. More slip and falls on Halloween than any other night of the year. More children break legs uh, and arms on Halloween than any other night of the year. Now, if you're a logical, rational person, you're saying, well, pastor, obviously there would be more children getting hurt on that night because there are more children out Obviously, more children would get hit by cars on that night because there are more children crossing the street on that night. Yeah, there's a whole lot of logic involved in that. But let me tell you, whose children aren't walking out in between cars on that night? Mine. Do you? Listen, here's the thing about, here's the thing about me. If you haven't gotten it yet, I, I'm just going to tell you what, what I believe God wants me to tell you. You do. I'm not going to be mad. I drive by your house. You got the biggest haunted Halloween house. If that's your thing, you do you. I'm going to love you anyway. I'm just not going to come to your haunted house night with, with ghost witches and vampires walking through your joint while, while you think it's hilarious to scare them. The Center of Disease Control said four times as many children ages 5 to 14 are killed on Halloween than any other night of the year. Well, it's just all for fun. Really? Man, I, I am so glad to be out of Eagle Landing. I lived in Eagle Landing for 11 years. And I lived near the front of the neighborhood in, in, in a section called Harbor Town. And all of Eagle Landing descended on this Harbor Town because they were known on the, on the uh, Facebook page as, as the spot that does it up. And it was ridiculous. Uh, and, and it's crazy and I'd ask, I'd ask people, why, why do y'all drive from across town to, to come up in here to trick-or-treat? Here's a myth. Rich people don't have better candy. It's all got the same amount of sugar in it. A Snickers bar uh, is a Snickers bar. In Clay County or the north side, it doesn't matter. But man, I would be, I would, we would go away from the house. Coming back, cars stacked, 
come just descending on this neighborhood from all over the city. Kids running across the street. It's like a danger zone to drive around. Put your child out there at risk. It's mind-numbing. If Deacon West showed up next week with nine pounds of sugar-filled candy and gave it to your child, you would, you would want a meeting with the pastor. I need my child eating all that sugar. Here, here, here's a great ghettoism. They're going to catch diabetes. <laughs> Let me say it how it really said. They don't, they don't, you don't catch diabetes. They're going to catch that sugar. They're going to catch that sugar. We got a whole generation of people worried about folk catching that sugar. But you're taking that sugar from strangers. Man, some of y'all remember when this coronavirus first came out, I was having a lot of post-nasal drip. I had some drain, drainage going down my son, and I would catch that in the back of my throat every now and then. And, and Jake and Seth used to be so, they'd just walk with that, Dad. We'd be staying in line at public stuff. Everybody turn around and look at me, and my kids would be like this. You can't be coughing in public like that. Shut up. <laughs> Cough all over these people I want to. Look at me. It's not COVID. I got a sinus issue. <coughs> freak out. They freak out too bad. Some of y'all know me. I just cough louder. <laughs> Hey, you think you can't catch some looks right now doing that in public? They will get up and move away from you. But they'll let their children get candy from somebody they don't know? You think just because you don't know them, they didn't cough on it? I promise you this, on Jesus, and I'm, uh, I'm going to finish up. There's people evil enough to be intentionally coughing on your children's candy. People have been caught poisoning candy. People have been caught putting braids and poison in candy and fruit. Most people think it's just a time of fun and games. The Bible says in James 4, 4, You adulterers and adulteresses know you not the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. 1 John 2.15 tells us, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Man, I got a whole lot more to get to, but I'm going to get out of here with this. Your mind ought to be thinking, well, what, what should we do, Pastor? I'll tell you what we should do. We should come out of the closet and live as Christians openly in front of the world. And not be scared to tell people this is not acceptable for me and mine. It's not what we do. But I've always done it. Drunks were always drunks before they came to Christ. Racists were racists before they came to Christ. Thieves were thieves before they came to Christ. Whoremongers were whoremongers before they came to Christ. But the Bible says if you're really in Christ, you become a new person. And old things pass away and all things become new. You trying to take our fun from us, Pastor? No, absolutely not. I'm telling you, there are ways to have fun that don't involve the devil. Well, can't we have an alternative? No, I don't believe alternative is the way to go. God tells us not to imitate the customs of the world. 
but to be different. All these churches so desperate to please everybody in their chairs, offering these trunk or treats and offering these Christian alternatives, these scare houses. Why, why do you think churches try so hard to placate people, to appease people? I'll tell you why. More, more, more bodies in the seats means more money in the preacher's pocket. Bigger buildings they can build, monuments to their greatness. But the truth's the truth anyhow. And some of y'all been around abundant life for a while, and you, you come and you sat through difficult messages that you didn't agree with. Because sometimes you hear some stuff that you can say amen to. That means I agree. Lots of times you're going to hear stuff that you say ouch to, which means that's hard for me to hear. God wants us to change. He wants us to be different. He wants us to put a difference between the holy and the unholy. Last verse I'm going to give you. Jump all the way down, Rick. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. People say, but it's just fun. The Bible, the Bible says, I'm not surprised. Even Satan decide, disguises himself as an angel of light. Everything that looks like fun is not good for you. And no matter how you try to clean up, people dressing up, we already looked at the costumes, number one costume by far, witches, vampires. That's, it's not fun. This, this is the, the degrading of moral fabric. This, this, is, this is the reducing of Christianity in our country. $10 billion being spent on this day. $102 by the average American spent on Halloween. Think what the kingdom of God could do with all that money. Some of you never gave $102.74 to the church in your life. We're trying, we're trying to change a community. We're trying to change a world for Christ. We're trying to put food on the table for hungry people. We're trying to keep ministries going around the world. We got a nation that's going to spend $10.14 billion on candy and witch costumes. Oh, not me. I just dress my children up as superheroes. You need to instill Christian virtue in them and not foolishness. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Christians need to do what the Scripture says. Come out from among them and be ye separate. God said, when you come out from among them and be ye separate, he said, and I will be a father to you, and you will be my children. That will be a difference between what we call clean and what we call dirty. The American church has fallen down so far in morality. The things that go past by in American churches today would have never passed by in grandmama's day. They weren't, they weren't caught up in a whole bunch of foolishness back then. But now it's about numbers and getting more people to come in. Listen, be more concerned with honoring God in your life than you are with being cool and hip and popular. If Christians would just make a stand for righteousness, we could change the world. Well, I don't want to rock the boat. Have you studied the life of Christ? 
Have you studied what the first century apostles did? They had lost people declaring that these ignorant and unlearned people have turned the world upside down for Christ. We've got resources. Just in this room right now, we've got enough resources to change the city of Jacksonville. Finances, intelligence, gifting, abilities. Christians won't come together, though, and take a stand. The Bible says put a difference between what's right and what's wrong. Put a difference between the holy and the unholy. God started with his people, telling them in the Old Testament, and it's the same then as it is today. The Bible says he never changes. He said, I put before you a choice. A choice to obey me and to be blessed. Or a choice to disobey me and be cursed. I know some of you are going to do your whole Halloween thing. And that's between you and the Lord. It's not going to affect me. I'm going to love you no matter what. But God has commanded me to teach his people the truth. And the truth is, he has commanded us to not look like the world, not imitate the world, and to put a difference between what's holy and what's unholy. Some of you are not even saved. If you're here and you're not saved, I know this message doesn't make any sense to you. But let me tell you something that you need to have make sense to you. God loves you. And the Bible says sin has separated us from God. The Bible says the payment for sin is death. God sent Jesus to die on the cross and to be raised from the dead so that we all can be raised to what the Bible calls newness of life. If you're here and you're not saved, if you know you're not right with God, if you're not sure about your salvation, I want you to know the Bible says that if you search for him with your whole heart, you'll find him. And if you call on him with sincerity, he will answer you. Everyone in this room is only one prayer away from being perfectly right with God. Whether you're saved or lost, you're only one prayer away from being perfectly right with God because God promised that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That feeling of being clean in the presence of a holy God is the greatest feeling you'll ever experience on this planet. Knowing that God has taken away your guilt and your shame and your stain and that he has accepted you into his family is the greatest experience you can ever have on this planet. And I want to encourage every person in this room to pray that prayer. Whatever it is, if you're saved and you're not living the way God wants you to live, I want you to pray and ask God to help you be the man, the woman, the young person that he created you to be. If you're here and you're not saved, I want you to pray and ask God to save you because he promised that if you'll call on his name in sincerity, he will save you, and He will deliver you. Our world is in a mess. And a large part of it is because Christians won't repent. God said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, Christians' wicked ways. He said, then. That's after we've done all those things. He said, then. Will I hear, hear their prayer and bring healing to their land? You want God to make a change in your, in, in your world? That's cool. You want God to make a change in your community? That's great. But it starts with an individual. And you need to let God make a change in you. Pray with me. God, thank you for loving us. God, thank you for allowing me to 
finish this message. I don't like preaching this message. Because I know people don't like to hear it. But God, I pray you'd give us wisdom. And that you'd let us choose your way above our own way. God, I pray for people in this room that are hurting, that just need some encouragement. God, I pray you'd be their strength and their encouragement. I pray you'd pour your love out on them in such a tangible way that they would know that you are the Lord. God, I pray for every lost person in this room, Lord, that you would save them. And for every Christian, that you would give us a sense of urgency to put a difference between what's right and wrong. Thank you, God, for sending your son Jesus to die for us. God, thank you for sending your spirit to live inside us. And I pray, Lord, that you would let us shine for you. God, you told us to be the light of the world. And I pray that you would let us go out and shine for you brightly so all the world will know that there is one true and one living God. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.